It's the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of the program that is all about the South. If you want to reach out to us here, we welcome you to call anytime you feel like it. And that number is area code 803-816-1170. 803 and the 803-816-1170. Welcome any way you can get us here on the program. We want to reach out and touch someone. And you can reach out and touch us here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got country music talk coming up in hour two. Precious Harris will file the Nashville music line. And then Karen Waldrop, an an unbelievable singer and a great Southerner, she's going to be joining us. And you're going to learn more about her in the interview that we'll have. And we'll play some of Karen Waldrop's music as well. So we've got all of that ahead in hour two. And in hour one, just a few minutes from now, Jonathan Leifite will be stopping by with an ACC report. Injuries for a few of the teams. We'll have a discussion about that. Some transfers going into Raleigh to play for the Wolfpack. And Jonathan's got all of that, plus some ACC basketball news. The tournament for the basketball tournament for ACC, the historic ACC basketball tournament. They've announced some upcoming dates and sites for ACC tourney action. So we'll have all that with Jonathan in just a few moments. The Hurricane Florence slash Tropical Storm and Depression. Florence, now the death toll has risen to at least 37 people across the southeast and our thoughts go out to all those who've lost loved ones and of course those who are suffering from this terrible terrible natural disaster you can go to the red cross and donate they need all kinds of money to help out in the carolinas virginia's seen its share of destruction too from this storm this was a storm that forecasters say is a one in a thousand year event The chance of the amount of rainfall that happened as a result of Florence, a 0.1% chance of happening, according to experts. And is global warming to blame? Since August 2017, three hurricanes have set rainfall records for tropical weather systems in four states. Remember Harvey in 2017? It dumped an unheard of amount of five feet of rain in Texas, Last August, no storm in recorded history had produced so much water in the entire country. And then you had other weather-related issues that have dumped rain and all that. I'm not necessarily a believer of global warming, but it's very odd that we've had these two deluges coming back-to-back in Texas and now in the Carolinas with Florence. Wilmington, North Carolina native Michael Jordan basketball star and owner of the Charlotte Hornets NBA franchise. He is donating $2 million to Hurricane Florence relief efforts, and he will contribute a million dollars each to the American Red Cross and the Foundation for the Carolinas Hurricane Florence Response Fund. The Hornets announced last week that the team and the NBA was partnering with several community organizations to provide relief to hurricane victims. Good to see MJ helping out his native area, and again, he grew up part of his life in Wilmington, which was kind of ground zero for the eye passing over when Florence hit the mainland last week. President Donald Trump is in North Carolina today. He'll be coming down to visit the state and the flooded area with the governor, Governor Cooper, and they are likely to fly in eastern North Carolina and possibly drop for a visit into South Carolina 
if all goes according to what experts see as no one has released the full itinerary for the president but of course i guess air force what do they call it marine marine corps one the helicopter will be the likely way he's going to tour the areas the flood every flooded areas and it, it's likely to pass over south carolina as he tours all of the flooding and damage in that part of the carolinas today but again 37 people losing their lives thus far as a result of Hurricane Florence. Governor Rick Scott of Florida, who is a Trump backer running for senator in Florida right now, he was booed out of a restaurant in Venice, Florida, after customers there were frustrated over the state's red algae tide crisis. As the governor was in Venice making a campaign stop, he was eating at Mojo's Real Cuban Restaurant, and the governor, who is term limited under the Florida Constitution is now in a very tight race against Senator Bill Nelson for Nelson's seat and when he entered the restaurant he only stayed about 10 minutes before the crowd turned on him and started booing over red algae now that may be a first getting booed out of a restaurant not because they don't like you but because I guess the folks in Sarasota aren't happy that he is not doing his part to get rid of the red algae there on the Gulf Coast of Florida. This in Venice is where he was earlier this week. The University of Louisiana Monroe is hoping to have its own medical school and they're having a groundbreaking this week. And this is happening in Monroe where the Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine is putting a campus in, in Monroe and helping to grow medicine in Northeast Louisiana. The governor of the state, John, Governor John Bell Edwards, says the medical school will help raise the quality of life and have an economic impact of somewhere between $60 million and $77 million a year. So if you want to go be a doctor, there's a chance if you go to Monroe, Louisiana, you can go to ULM and become a doctor at this new medical school that's the grounds being broken. I think they hope to open it in the year 2020 in northeast Louisiana. Well, you probably have to pay if you go to that school, but you don't have to pay, perhaps, if you want to go be a hooter. <laughs> At Rice University in Houston, Houston, home of the Rice Owls, by the way, that's why I said that comment, Rice is now offering free tuition to low-income and middle-income undergraduate students. This was announced on Tuesday, and under an initiative called the Rice Investment, U.S. students seeking an undergraduate degree with family incomes under 130000 will not pay tuition. Those with family incomes below $65,000 will also receive grant aid to cover school fees and room and board. I don't know what the procedure is to apply, but Rice is a very prestigious academic institution. I don't know, I guess they think they're going to raise enough money to offset the enrollment, but yeah, Rice University offering free tuition. Bernie Sanders ought to love that. He needs to go to Houston right now and buy him a Rice t-shirt and wear it and say, go owls, fly owls, or whatever Rice fans say. But perhaps it could be a, a new trend with schools raising money. I'm sure a lot of it may be coming from the federal government, frankly, but they're looking to help their enrollment with getting low-income students. The former governor of the state of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, was in Iowa this week, and he's not ruling out a 2020 Democratic campaign for president as he took his national campaign on the road to promote Democratic candidates for governor, 
to the early presidential testing ground of Iowa. And he says, we took a red state and made it a blue state, what McAuliffe says about his Virginia. Of course, he is very close to the Clintons. He and Hillary Clinton are like BFFs. And I'm surprised she didn't pick him to be her running mate. She actually picked Tim Kaine, another Virginian, as her running mate in 2016. But Terry McAuliffe, keep an eye on him, the former governor of Virginia, maybe testing out the waters to see if he wants to face off against Donald Trump in 2020. Out of Memphis, this story is disturbing. 11 former FedEx employees and two former USPS contractors have, have been indicted for stealing mail. Charges include theft of mail, possession of stolen mail, or obstruction of mail. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Memphis held a press conference earlier this week. On September 11th, a federal grand jury indicted 11 former FedEx employees and these two contractors for the U.S. Postal Service. According to the indictments, the defendants targeted mail such as gifts and green cards since there was a strong possibility they contained U.S. currency. The employees would search through the mail, remove some of the contents, and smuggle items off the premises. So whenever you send that package, even through FedEx, there's certainly a chance that it could be interrupted or intercepted by bad people, even employees of places like FedEx or the U.S. Postal Service or contractors, in this case, of the USPS. And uh, not, not good. Not good, especially for this Memphis-based FedEx, having that happen right there amongst their headquarters. Two people have been injured in West Virginia after their Mini Cooper struck not one, not two, but three cows on a highway near Oakland, West Virginia. The 2014 Mini Cooper was operated by 54-year-old Mark Uphold, and he struck the animals in the southbound lane of a highway near Monte Vista Road in Oakland, West Virginia. They were transported to, he and his passenger were transported to the Regional Medical Center, Garrett Regional Medical Center, and they, no word on the injuries. I don't think it's completely life-threatening, but yeah, running into cows in West Virginia. Not one, not two, but three of them. Dangerous out there on the highways. And another animal on the highway, well, this one's got a, a nice ending. Babe the Pig has found a new home. Babe the Pig lives in the Charleston, South Carolina area, and Babe the Pig is 500 pounds, and it was recently rescued on Interstate 26 during morning rush hour traffic. And where it was rescued, I know firsthand, it's, it's like six lanes of traffic on each side of the median, and it's very, very congested. And Babe was hanging out during the morning rush hour traffic recently, 500-pound porker, and now Babe the pig has got a new home. As the Charleston Animal Society has reached out to someone, and Rachel Goulet has now offered her home on Johns Island, South Carolina, as a place for Babe the pig to live. And Babe, you couldn't have found a better person. I'm looking at a photo of Miss Goulet hugging you in her backyard and she's a very attractive young lady and she's got the babe the pig wrapped in her arms <laughs> kind of a pig in the blanket pose there but yeah babe you're a lucky pig and i can't believe babe you didn't get struck by a car it's it's dangerous out there but on an interstate and 
rush hour morning traffic, you're able to survive. And now you got a home right there on Johns Island, which is a beautiful spot in the low country of South Carolina. And and Rachel Goulet coming forward to help you out. One lucky pig. Well, in Nashville, Tennessee, this is a story that caught my eye because, hey, it's tough. You don't realize it. It's tough being a radio talk show host. It's dangerous. Well, not often that dangerous. But in the case of Nashville sports talk show host Paul Kaharski, quite dangerous. Early Sunday morning, a naked intruder in Brentwood, Tennessee, burst into the home of this sports talk show host and caused quite a scene. And, and sadly, it was an underage person who went in and they were under the influence of drugs. No surprise that that could have happened. What happened was Kaharski was home and he had his alarm system on, but his door was actually not locked. And this person, this minor, went into the home and they were high on drugs and a major scene erupted. Luckily, no one got hurt. But now the, ch- the teen has been charged with three counts of aggravated assault, three counts of simple assault, aggravated burglary, vandalism, and decent exposure, public intoxication, evading arrest, resisting the stop, and curfew violation. Did I tell you that the teen <laughs> was naked? Yeah, a naked teenager breaking into a very nice subdivision in Brentwood, Tennessee, and it just so happened to be the home of the Zone 104.5 Sports Talk Radio in Nashville's host, Paul Kuharski. And he is laughing about it now, but it's no laughing situation for the teenager who, again, under the influence of drugs, you do stupid stuff. And in this case, he was naked and got into a skirmish. I think maybe perhaps Kuharski or his accomplice there in the home may have tased the teenager to try to calm him down. But a home invasion, never good. This has luckily got somewhat of a, not the worst ending, as the teen was not severely hurt and the Kuharskis were not hurt. But did you hear about that Iowa State golfer out in Ames, Iowa, who was murdered at a golf course this week? I know that's not in the South, but that was just sad to hear. She was... A very good golfer, likely a PG, LPGA Tour entry in, in the very near future. She had just been in the U.S. Open golf tournament. She was from Spain originally, but she was a very good golfer for the Cyclones. And she was practicing earlier this week, and a homeless man living in the woods assaulted her and essentially stabbed her and killed her while she was out on the golf course. Authorities found her golf bag. And then in a pond nearby, found her body. And the man was in the woods with scratches on his face and blood on him. And he's been arrested. But golly, when you get murdered on a golf course, if you can't go out on a golf course and be safe, I don't know too many other places that, that you could be safe. Dangerous times we live in. And unfortunately in Nashville, a sports talk show host, Paul Koharski, had a naked intruder coming to his home. But he's... Back at work, and hopefully all will be well there in Music City on a powerful sports talk station, The Zone. That's where Clay Travis kind of got his start, if you know who Clay Travis is of Fox Sports Radio fame. Clay's on in the morning on Fox Sports Radio nationwide, 
and he was on that station for quite some time. And I worked with Clay many years ago doing a Tennessee Vols show. He was a regular analyst on Smoky Howline. Does a good job and actually does a lot of his show from his native Nashville. Vanderbilt Law alum, by the way, Clay Travis, but good to, good to see his success of a Southerner on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we've got stuff coming from Nashville in an hour, too, but it won't be sports talk. We've got Precious Harris with the Nashville Music Line coming up, and we've got Karen Waldrop, a fantastic singer that lives in Nashville, but she is from the Pelican State, and we're going to play a little bit of her music, and we're going to have an unbelievable interview with Karen Waldrop, and you will want to make sure you check out her brand new CD, Justified, that's available right now. You can download it, and she is uber talented, and we'll be talking with her in hour two. But after the break, hold on. We're going to be talking ACC football with our friend Jonathan Lifeite of 247sports.com and CBS Sports Digital as the ACC will be up and going this week with some key games, Clemson's at Georgia Tech, and we've got other exciting games going on in the conference that we'll be telling you about. Plus, we'll look back at what happened in week three. Wasn't as bad as week two in the ACC, but still some surprises as Florida State once again lost a bad game, this time at the hands of Syracuse. Jonathan will weigh in on that, plus some ACC basketball news to pass along, specifically about the ACC tournament in a couple of years and a former Georgia Tech basketball star of Lethal Weapon 3 fame has a new gig in, of all places, Nashville, Tennessee. We'll tell you about it coming up next on The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. 
talk with a big old southern accent. Although we're all about the South, we got to give props to the band playing that fight song right there. That the Boston College fight song. And BC off to a 3-0 start in ACC play. And they came to Tobacco Road just before Hurricane Florence went through North Carolina last week. And they got a big 41-34 victory in week three. We're now going to have our ACC spotlight. And our friend Jonathan Lifehite is back on with us on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Hello, Mr. Lifehite. Hello, how are you doing? I am doing good. Hopefully your part of the South got through the hurricane as best as possible and ready for more football action this weekend. Yeah, I think we actually got sprinkled on once. Okay. Well, you're And I I do recall seeing a a uh, one of the leaves on a tree move in the backyard. Okay. Well, it was rough in some parts of the ACC Absolutely. country, so we want to definitely yeah. keep those folks in mind. John, it's let's... still rough there. Yeah, it sure is. It may may affect games this weekend. You just never know what may be happening. But Jonathan, let's rewind to week three. We did see three ACC programs have to cancel their games. They did not get a chance to play at all. North Carolina canceled a game in Chapel Hill against UCF. NC State was going to have a big game against West Virginia. That game was canceled. And the Hokies were going to host East Carolina last weekend. That game was canceled. In games that were played, Louisville narrowly escaped Western Kentucky, got a three-point win. You had Duke going on the road and beating Baylor. Pitt defeated Georgia Tech in a close game, 24-19. Syracuse surprised a lot of people. They got a 30-7 win over Florida State in the Carrier Dome. The Hurricanes went to Toledo and won 49-24. And Clemson got a 38-7 victory over Georgia Southern. And then the other game that I wanted to mention, speaking of Hurricane Florence, this game was not canceled. It was moved to Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville. And UVA pulled out a 45-31 win over the Ohio Bobcats. That's what happened in week three of ACC action last week. Now, Jonathan, knowing that we went through week three and what all happened there, let's talk about some of the reaction going on from the week. As we said, Syracuse really put it on Florida State. This game really wasn't even that close. And now Coach Coach of Florida State, Willie Taggart, is telling folks this is a rebuilding process and he wants fans to remain patient with this one and two start. What are your thoughts of what Willie Taggart asked the fans for this week? Yeah, good luck with that, Willie. Uh you're you're at Florida State. They don't they don't they're not patient uh and they don't rebuild down there. They think they reload. So uh I think that he's gonna have a tough road to hoe on on, on getting that particular group of fans to, to be that way. He'll probably more or less just lose them all together. And if he does manage to put it back together, and I, I think there's some question about that. Um, then they'll be back. But until then, I think uh, uh, he's basically just uh, he's going to he's going to hear it. He's going to hear it a lot. So uh, I think he probably just needs to get used to that. Well, I saw people that weren't even ACC fans putting on social media comments about FSU's offensive line. Is it really that bad? It is horrible. Uh, And they were they weren't so good last year either. And they've just been uh, just that bad. And, and I will say that probably Taggart does have to, he needs to rebuild that particular, uh, you know, group. I don't think that was part of the problem that they had last year uh, in Tallahassee and, uh, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher left. And I don't think he did a good job of kind of re- replenishing the offensive line. So there's definitely some work to be done there. Um, the question is going to be, will the Florida State fans uh, 
kind of deal with uh, the, the time it's going to take to get some guys into the program in order to make it uh, work a little better. Well, if Taggart needs some recruiting advice, I'm sure his Atlantic Division foe Clemson will be happy to share some tidbits on recruiting, especially for linemen. Well, Clemson is in the news. They did get a victory over Georgia Southern, no surprise there. However, quarterback Kelly Bryant went out of this game early with a chest bruise, and now Coach Sweeney saying that he is doing good and much better and is expected to play against Georgia Tech this weekend. What do we know about Kelly Bryant's injury, Jonathan? I just think it was probably more precautionary than anything. They had the game pretty well in hand early on, and so they pulled him out. They also was a good excuse to get uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence some snaps. So I don't think it's a, that big a deal for him. He'll be he'll be just fine uh, come Saturday in Atlanta. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that matchup momentarily as Tech and Clemson cross divisional foes getting together at Bobby Dodd Stadium. This weekend, one other injury report from Tigertown. Cade Stewart had a hip bruise in the Georgia Southern game. Don't know anything more on that, but Clemson, with the nice stable of talent that they can afford to have someone like Kelly Bryant go to the bench, even though it wasn't a blowout win over Georgia Southern, they did get a convincing win on Saturday. Now, NC State's in the news for some folks transferring in and now being able to be eligible to play as quarterback Bailey Hockman is transferring to Raleigh. What do we know about this QB? Yeah, kind of interesting. He was uh, down at Florida State, became apparent he wasn't going to win the job, so he decided to transfer out. So, you know, normally you don't see, uh, you're not going to see an intra-ACC transfer. So kind of an interesting case here where Hockman actually left out from Florida State prior to uh, being enrolled for fall semester. So he was able to go to community college, Hutchinson Community College, I believe, in Kansas. And then he'll be completing that season this year, which means he's now eligible to pretty much transfer wherever he wants. And he picks to go back to the ACC, the NC State. So uh, interesting that he manages to bypass the transfer intra-squad or, excuse me, intra-conference transfer rules uh, by kind of spending a fall in in community college. So uh, good for him to find a way and and, – It'll be interesting. Uh, NC State's had decent success with uh, Florida transfers in the past. Um, uh, you might remember Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that um, name sounds who, familiar. <laughs> yeah, he uh, played for the University of Florida, not Florida State, of course, but University of Florida, and then uh, went on to have some uh, pretty decent uh, success there at uh, NC State. So You're talking about the, have, team, the team that's got a losing streak to the Kentucky Wildcats, that Florida Gator team? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that would be the, the ones that have uh, – that have now lost one in a row to the Florida Gators. <laughs> to the Kentucky yeah, Wildcats. Yes, uh, absolutely. Ironically, John, uh, I was actually, uh, when I was down in Tampa recently, I actually watched that game with my cousins from the uh, state of Kentucky who have moved to Florida. They are huge Cats fans, and so they were just beside themselves with uh, absolute glee at finally uh, you know, finally winning one over the over the Gators. Well, that streak means now, let's get it back on the ACC. You know who is the ugliest streak in all of college sports right now? The ugliest streak in all of college sports, that would be in uh, the, ACC. Be in the ACC. Yep. You know who it is? Uh, it's not football. No, I, not football. Oh, uh, that would probably be Clemson and uh, playing at uh, Chapel Hill. <laughs> They've never won in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Can you believe that? That, that is, you're right, that is an absolute amazing streak uh, that uh, that has taken them uh, all these years and never it's more than been able 50, to win. It's more than 50 years they've never won 
against UNC and Chapel Hill. They've won in Clemson. They might have won in neutral sites, but they've never won in, against UNC. And UNC, of course, ha is a very historic program, not taking anything away from him. But they've had their down years, and Clemson just couldn't find a way to win. So we'll talk ACC hoops, actually, before we get out of here with Jonathan on today's program. Jonathan, also, NC State is getting a transfer from the Southern Cal Trojans as Kerry Angeling has now been cleared to play for NC State. And he's expected to play at tight end in this week's game at Marshall. Yep, um, he did get the clearance. It's uh, kind of interesting. Um, I believe they required him to set out a full calendar year uh, from from last year when he left. Um, and I think he left uh, on like September 16th. So he is now uh, cleared to play. So uh, ready to go there. It's weird how that kind of works. I wasn't sure how they would how that kind of goes. I would have thought he would have been kind of lost for the season for Southern Cal. You know, would have lost his his year of, of eligibility there. But I don't know. They've done done some interesting things with eligibility rules and whatnot. But he's cleared to play, ready to go, and uh, he'll be a redshirt sophomore this year. So he'll he'll be there for the for the last what is it ten games of the season. Yep, he's six foot seven. As you said, a redshirt sophomore, a native of Pennsylvania, who went all the way out to Tinseltown, but is now transferring back to the East Coast and playing for NC State. Look for him this weekend when the Pack goes to Huntington, West Virginia, and has a game at Marshall. An interesting matchup there. Jonathan, with all these transfers and such going on in Raleigh, I wonder if they're going to start recruiting you to transfer into NC State. I'm pretty sure that my eligibility has been expired, and I wouldn't transfer to a team wearing red anyway. Okay. Well, that they're not, Jonathan, they're not, they're not just red, they're red and black. Come on. Well, that's even better. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, moving on to other football notes in ACC. We want to talk about these teams starting out after three weeks of ACC play. We played the fight song earlier for BC. They went down to Wake Forest, got a big Thursday night win last week. They're doing good. Syracuse is doing good. Even Pitt got a conference win this past weekend. Jonathan, is this now going to be renamed instead of the Atlantic Coast, the Yankee Coast Conference? Well, actually, it probably is. Uh, looks like the revenge of the Big East to me uh, because all the former Big East teams are, are the ones that are now leading. Granted, it's only 1-0, but you've got Boston College, Syracuse, both leading the Atlantic at 1-0. And then Virginia Tech and Pitt leading the uh, the Atlantic the Coastal Conference, excuse me, the Coastal Division at one and zero each. So still a lot to play, but interesting that the uh, the Big East teams are kind of leading the way here uh, at this point. Is is Boston College for real? I mean, they seem like they might have something going this year. What's going on in well, Beantown? Well, you know, I'm not sure if they're a, a great team, but they're certainly solid. Um, but the big thing they've got is they've got a decent schedule to, to kind of start the year out. They've got a really, really, really good shot at being 7-0 and before they kind of hit the harder part of their schedule. So, you know, from that perspective, I think, you know, folks are kind of high on them. Uh, you can you can see a team, uh, we've talked about this in the preseason, but you can see a team that, you know, if they get a favorable schedule, get some wins under the belt, start to build some confidence, and then that helps them in some of the tougher games. So, I think BC's schedule sets them up to be a good team this year. Um, you know, I I, I, I like I kind of like them and in, in how they're how they're going about it. I think uh, um, I think they're they're doing a good job up there. Um, Steve, oh gosh, his last name just Is it Adazio me. or something like that. Yeah, Steve Adazio has done a pretty good job up there. Of kind of he, he really his teams are, are kind of 
uh, hard nose. They, they play hard. Um, you know, not very flashy, but, uh, um, they'll play everybody tough. So, uh, he's done a good job. And, uh, you know, I, I think we'll see them probably get into the rankings. We already see them in the rankings now, but I think they'll stick around just because, uh, of the schedule that they've got right now. And Dino Babers's men of orange, what a great win they had over FSU is Syracuse. They beat Clemson last year. Now they've beaten Florida state in this year's schedule already. Are they a team that could be challenging Clemson for the lead in the Atlantic? Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, and the same goes for BC as well. Um, but, uh, you know, Syracuse, boy, they, they really want it on Florida state in it. It makes me wonder is, is Syracuse, you know, that good or is Florida State that bad? And I really think it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think Syracuse has got a good shot at a bowl game. Um, they've got, uh, kind of a favorable schedule. Uh, you know, their non conference isn't that hard. Um, they do have Notre Dame and let's see who they got cross division. They got Pitt and UNC. Well, that's good for them because UNC is horrible this year and I think Pitt's beatable. Um, they may not be. Uh, don't, don't, know. don't tell Paul Johnson that. Well, he knows they're beatable. He just couldn't do it. So, yeah, but, uh, both, both of their, their, their crossover games, I think are winnable games. So, uh, yeah, they, they, I think they got a good shot at a bowl game this year. Well, talking about the Panthers from Pittsburgh, they did defeat Georgia tech in a game played at Heinz field on Saturday. What happened? Let's talk about tech here. What is going on? The Georgia tech can't seem to be getting it together in 2018. Well, I mean, it's kind of the, the same story as, as 2017. Whenever they need to play, they seem to find a way not to make the play. Uh, special teams is, is, has been, uh, has been at the best, um, horrible and, uh, at the worst, just, uh, you know, unwatchable. So special teams has been bad. I feel like the defense is probably playing a little better than they were last year. Um, I think they're, 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 they've made some improvements, and hopefully we'll see them continue to make strides. But the offense just needs to make some plays. It seems like every time uh, they're in a position, we saw against South Florida, they get deep into in a South Florida territory, they fumble the ball, uh, South Florida takes it back and, and draws in the lead. Georgia Tech scores there. They probably win the game going away. They, they spot Pitt, Pitt a big lead, and then they start coming back. They go down the field. Uh, receiver and quarterback are on this on a different page on a on a play ends up being an interception. Um, they're deep in pit territory. That probably would have given them great momentum, and they probably would have had a good shot at winning that game. It just seems like every time they need a play, they can't get one. And credit Pitt, they did make the plays. Um, they did a good job. Had a great defensive plan. Um, shut the Yellow Jacket offense out in the first half, which is pretty darn. Uh, difficult to do, and and uh, took advantage of the miscues that the that the jackets had. Well, the ACC this week, assuming there's no other Mother Nature related problems going on, all games will be on Saturday. And here's a listing of your breakdown of games going on in the conference. A out of conference game between Notre Dame, a honorary ACC member. They travel to Winston Salem <laughs> for a game at BB&T Field against Wake Forest. BC travels to. West Lafayette, Indiana, and they take on Purdue. The Pitt Panthers have a conference game at UNC. Louisville is at Virginia. Big game in Atlanta as number three Clemson comes to town to take on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I couldn't believe this when I saw it, but Virginia Tech is going all the way to Norfolk this weekend for a game against Old Dominion. 
as the Tidewater welcomes in the Hokies. Probably been a couple of hundred years or so since Virginia Tech played a game in Norfolk, Virginia. But that game is going on this weekend. Florida International is visiting nearby Miami for a contest. The Battle of Durham as, UN, as North Carolina Central takes on Duke. You got Northern Illinois visiting Florida State. Perhaps the Knowles may get a win this weekend. UConn is at Syracuse, and as we said earlier, NC State goes to Huntington, West Virginia for a game at John, John C. Edwards Stadium and a game against the Marshall Thundering Herd. Jonathan, anything you want to add about any of those contests? Yeah, I'm going to be real interested to watch that Florida State game. Uh, Northern Illinois has uh, you know, occasionally pulled off the upset after the way Florida State played against Syracuse and how they struggled against Sanford. I'm going to be real interested uh, it's, it's very unusual for a, for a, uh, coach to get, be on the hot seat in his first year, but, uh, it's going to be even, even worse if, if, uh, they can't win it. Willie Taggart is going to be on the hot seat like four games into his first year. Uh, so, uh, which will be just incredible to me. So I think that one's real interesting. Uh, the rest of the games, yeah, there's not really any high profile, uh, kind of matchups this week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to kind of just kind of see how the, you know, we'll start to see some shake, a little bit more shaking out of the conference schedule, but most teams are still wrapping up their final, uh, kind of their, uh, their final, uh, non-conference games. Do the Deacons have a decent shot against Notre Dame? Um, you know, I think they have a shot at it. I still think Notre Dame is uh, probably a, a little better team okay. than they are. Uh, so probably I, I, I expect Notre Dame to probably win. But the Deacons are a well-coached team. They'll probably keep it close and probably make a lot of Notre Dame fans really uncomfortable for the day. All right. Jonathan Lifeheight, we are not done with you. We're going to go to a quick timeout on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to switch over from the gridiron to the hard court. We're only two months away from the start of college basketball, and we're going to get Jonathan's take on some ACC news, including where the tournament will be in the future and a former Georgia Tech player is now putting on his coach's costume. I call it a costume. It's actually a nice wardrobe that coaches wear. And we'll tell you where that is. He's going to be a bulldog. We'll have that up next here on the Y'all Show. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Offer lasts for 90 days from air date. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Gift card offer valid only for new customers applying for a personal loan. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Medical bills, credit card bills, auto loan bills. Oh, no. Are you stressed trying to get your bills paid each month? Wouldn't it be a huge relief to make just one simple payment? Get that relief today with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Avant is an online leading platform that has rescued hundreds of thousands of Americans struggling with the stress of high interest debt. That could save you money, simplify your life, and erase all that stress. The application is quick, and you could have the money you need as soon as the next business day if approved by 4.30 Central Time, Monday through Friday. And now, get a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 1818 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T dot com, promo code 1818. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. 
it's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes ear congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder, chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we're rambling and wrecking along here on this Wednesday edition of the program All About the South. And on Wednesdays, we have our ACC Spotlight. We have Jonathan Leifheit of 247sports.com, a CBS Sports digital footprint across the nation. And we're talking ACC football. And now we're going to switch over to basketball. And Jonathan... For those fans who may not be familiar with the name Kenny Anderson, he was part of Lethal Weapon 3 back when Bobby Crimmins was coaching the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket men's basketball program in the 80s and 90s. And he is in the news because he's a former NBA player after leaving Atlanta, and he is now going to be coaching the Bulldogs. But, Jonathan, it's not the Bulldogs you might be thinking of. No, I don't think of that other team, so we're good. He is coaching the NAIA program Fisk University Bulldogs in Nashville, Tennessee. So help us remember who Kenny Anderson was and the great play that he provided Tech fans in the day and what he ended up doing in the NBA. Yeah, he led uh, Tech to the Final Four as part of Lethal Weapon 3 in 1990. I ended up losing in the uh, semifinal, excuse me, in the quarterfinals to, to UNLV, played a great game, uh, you know, had a great career there at Tech, uh, went to ended up going i think he was the number number two pick overall in the draft i think it was to boston and then uh, had a few years uh, played in the nba and then I think he's been kind of doing his thing i think he finally got back and got a degree which i think allows him now to do some coaching so uh looks like he's gonna you know try uh, try his hand at head coach there at an naia program uh interesting tactic we'll see if he uh eventually tries to get into the more of the ncaa stuff or not but uh uh, it, it certainly uh, brought a name, kind of name brand, to the Fisk University, and we'll see how he does. And, of course, Fisk has a connection to Atlanta as longtime Atlanta area congressman and civil rights pioneer John Lewis. That's where he was a student in Nashville back in the 1960s when he did the Woolworth Counter sit-ins in Nashville, Tennessee. And Kenny Anderson now becomes the second former NBA All-Star to suit up in a coach's suit this coming basketball season as, oh, about two and a half hours away from Nashville in Memphis, Anthony Penny Hardaway, former Memphis State Tiger, well, he is coaching the Memphis Tigers starting this fall. So good news from NBA-turned coaches going on in college basketball. 
Now, Jonathan, the ACC tournament announced they're going to return to the bright lights of Brooklyn for the ACC basketball tournament, which is a spectacle. And it's going to be going to Brooklyn in the near future, but they're also returning to Washington, D.C. in 2021, Brooklyn in 2022. By the way, the league has previously announced the locations are in Charlotte for this season and in 2020 going to be in Greensboro. But after Charlotte and Greensboro, headed north to D.C. and Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm not all that in favor of, of that. I think they uh, – I really th- would love to see that tournament kind of permanently located in Greensboro. I have been to uh, a lot of ACC tournaments over the years, uh, ranging from Charlotte uh, to Greensboro to Washington, D.C. I've seen it in Atlanta. And I'm going to be honest with you, it just seems to have a different vibe and takes on a whole different uh, kind of personality when it's in Greensboro. So they moved the uh, the uh, ACC football championship from Florida up to Charlotte, and it had a really good reception there. Seems to have found a home. They get good attendance there and, and a lot of folks showing up, good interest. And, and I really feel like Greensboro should probably be the home for the ACC tournament. I wish uh, for the basketball tournament. I really wish that they would. I kind of consider that. I understand the appeal of Brooklyn and going to New York City and whatever. They're trying to hone in on, uh, you know, some territory. Big Ten it tries to claim that, some of theirs. Uh, the old Big East schools try and do that the same thing. So a lot of activity up there, and they're trying to kind of help help some of the northern schools out with, with some of that. But it just feels so much better and more like home to me when it's been uh, at the uh, – at Greensboro. I've been to so many of them and it just, just seems to be a lot better uh, venue and a lot better uh, experience there when it's in Greensboro. So should we go ahead and pencil you in as a vote for Greensboro? Yeah, you could probably uh, do that. Uh, you know, <laughs> just vote, vote me there. John Swafford, if you're listening, commissioner. Yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's listening to me. Okay. Well, he might be, he should, he should be listening to the y'all show do a lot better job as commissioner of the ACC if he were listening to this show all about the South. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you very much. Anything else you need to throw our way before we get out of here with you? I think that's about it for this week. Uh, I think it's uh, just a uh, continue on a football season and basketball's just around the corner. Man, we feel lucky to get both football and basketball insight from you this week. I, I think I've already gotten my Christmas come early. Yeah, I'm sure you do. All right, Jonathan, thank you very much. Thanks, sir. Have a good week. All right. And that is our ACC report for today. Well, that wraps up hour one of today's Y'all Show. Hang on. In hour two, we're going to start it off with our hashtag hullabaloo. And then we've got tons of great country music news and information coming. Precious Harris has got a report from Music Row. Blake Shelton had a little party. We'll tell you about that. And Karen Waldrop is a new country music singer. You're going to love her music, and you're going to love this interview coming up with this Louisiana native. That's all ahead in hour two of today's Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, 
the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. I know what's up. Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in! Come on! Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hour two of the Y'all Show, locked and loaded and coming at you with plenty of good information here on a Wednesday. Your host, John Rawl, thank you for listening to this all-Southern show. Our number is 803-816-1170 and reach us anytime you want via email, y'allshow at y'all.com. And we've got country music coming up. Precious Harris is going to file a report and there's lots of good stuff, including Info on Dolly Parton that we'll tell you about in just a few here in Hour 2 of the Y'all program. And later in Hour 2, boy, do we have a treat. As country music singer Karen Waldrop, who really is unbelievably talented and absolutely beautiful and a great Southerner from Louisiana way, by the way, she will be coming on and you'll learn so much more about this talented lady and all the music that she's been doing for a long time. She's no rookie and we'll have her as our special guest, and we'll play her brand new single, at least a portion of it, later this hour. Karen Waldrop coming up on the Y'all Show. And if you do your planning correctly, we want to tell you a little bit about what's coming up on the Thursday, y'all, real quick. Mike Allison will be joining us from Lexington, Kentucky, and he'll be coming on as an insider on Kentucky Wildcat Athletics. And the Big Blue Nation is excited about football. The Cats are 3-0. and they got a big Mississippi State Kentucky contest coming to Kroger Field this weekend. And microphone Mike Allison from Lexington will be our special guest in our SEC spotlight on Thursdays, y'all, plus all kinds of other goodness. You don't want to miss it tomorrow 
of the Y'all Show. But right now, before we get to country music goings on, let's dig into hashtag hullabaloo. And a happy hashtag hullabaloo to you, too. <laughs> All right. Love this. Love country music. Love hashtag hullabaloo. I think this is going to be my final show. I just need to do like the Buffalo Bills player did over the weekend and walk out at halftime and end his career so that he had had enough. He reached the point that he knows that he doesn't have the stuff like 21-year-olds have in the NFL, and he left the game. Well, I'm not quite ready to do that, but if I were to walk away from you, this would be a great show to do that because we got country music with great, great music coming from Karen Waldrop and then this fun thing called hashtag hullabaloo. Let's start it out. We've got a tweet coming in from the Snark Lizard. Yeah, S-N-A-R-K, the Snark Lizard, who also goes by the name of Liz. And the Snark Lizard says that they're a geek and a gamer and a photographer and Southern. We love that. Well, at the Snark Lizard puts on Twitter, I love my South. Three small Asian-American girls were a few cents short in the grocery line. Two other customers then got into a competition of sorts to see who could pay for the girls' fast food the fastest and give more to the girls so they'd have money for later. Hashtag my South. Well, that's a great gesture, and we appreciate that at the Snark Lizard. I didn't see that personally, but you say it happened, and I trust you. Let me tell you about a wonderful thing I saw just yesterday at the post office. Not a place that you often see signs of compassion, but at the post office, when I went by there yesterday, standing in line, waiting, as often happens when you go to the post office, I could tell that there were two middle-aged women having a personal conversation with the lady behind the counter. I think her name's Edith. They were talking to Edith. And I could overhear that evidently someone had died. And they were essentially there to close out the I think it was their father's account at the Postal Service. Well, this father had been a very loyal customer and a regular customer at this particular post office. And so the lady behind the counter, Edith, was mentioning how she's going to miss seeing their dad and how sad it was. And, and the, the daughters, they, they looked at her and they said, I, I wish I could hug you with this counter's in the way. I'll just give you a virtual hug. And Edith stepped out from behind the counter at the post office went around, opened the door to the lobby, and went out and gave both of those daughters a hug. Now, is that Southern? Is that not great? Does that make you feel better about our U.S. Postal Service, that they've got employees that are that compassionate? I, I thought that was great. And I, I, I told Edith later when I actually had the luxury of having her as my attendant when I went to send my package, I told her, I said, I saw what you did, and that was just awesome. And she mentioned how their father had died recently and and that he was just a great man and she was going to miss him but you know postal service workers are people and i just love that so that's not me being snarky at snark lizard that's just me telling the truth i saw it with my own eye they still charge me a lot of money to, to mail my package though they didn't cut me a break Teresa hearst is on twitter at tf hearst author and Teresa writes, not sure what triggered it, but I suddenly have a craving for cornbread dressing. Hashtag random thoughts. Well, we do appreciate you sharing that important public notice, Teresa. That is something that we need to get a hold of. 
I made a mistake today when I was ordering. I went to a restaurant that had all kinds of good southern food, and they had chicken dressing and they had chicken and dumplings. And I don't know what was going on with my brain, but one side wasn't communicating with the other. And I can't, I was thinking one, but said the other. Have you ever done something like that? I, I know you have. Come on. Well, I meant chicken dressing, but I said chicken and dumplings. And so I got chicken and dumplings. But they were delicious. I'm not complaining. And it makes me want to go back and have the chicken and dressing and the other great southern food that I had. Whew, man, I can't think about this food. It's killing me. All right, Emma Stewart's on Twitter at E-M-S-T-U-E-M-Stew. A daily fact checker and an NPR listener. Uh-oh, what we got coming up here, y'all? <laughs> well, Emma says on Twitter, at Miles of Gray, I can't stop listening to this. Hashtag on repeat. Hashtag song of the week. And it's a song called North Cack featuring Joshua Gunn and Kane Smego. I don't know the song. I don't have it in front of me. North Cack, I'm guessing, is a song about North Carolina. And we want to give all of North Carolina as much love as we can with all they've been going through with Florence. But in case you don't know, a common goofy nickname for the Carolinas is Kagalaki. And so I assume, Emma, your tweet is about North Carolina, the old North State, in this song, North Cack, featuring Joshua Gunn and Kane Smiga. Not quite as good as Karen Waldrop's music. And if she covered North Cack, it would be a number one song. No doubt about it. Well, that is a look at hashtag hullabaloo here on this Wednesday. All right. Speaking of Karen Waldrop, she's coming up. You'll enjoy hearing her music. You'll enjoy getting to know this great singer and songwriter. We've got that coming up. And right now, after the break, though, before we get to Karen, we're going to go to Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're going to track down Precious Harris, who will give us the Nashville music line, What's Going On in Country Music. That's ahead on Y'all with John Rawls. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. 
Why not? What's up? Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. Why have you left the one you left me for? Has she heard like me that slamming door? Did you leave for good or just get bored? Why have you left the one you left me for? Is she what? What brings you here tonight? Why have you left the one you left me for? As you heard like me, that's Lavendor. Back into y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. That song there from Crystal Gale. Why have you left the one you left me for? Topping the charts 40 years ago. And a great one. Crystal Gale with a string of hits in the late 70s. And early 80s, and we have the Nashville Music Line now on y'all. And our friend Precious Harris joining us. In just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Karen Waldrup, a new country music singer that you want to know more about, and we'll play some of her music in the segment coming up on the Y'all Show. But as we play that Crystal Gale song, we want to tell you a little trivia here on the program as Precious is standing by. That trivia involves Crystal Gale and the question is, what was unique and re- remarkable about a concert starring Loretta Lynn, Crystal Gale's sister, that took place on September 20th, 1988? So 30 years ago, Crystal and her sister Loretta got together for a concert. What was special about that? Well, we'll tell you in just a few seconds. But right now, without further ado, we bring on Precious Harris, who is a Kentucky girl just like Crystal and Loretta. Oh, yeah. To the bone, to the core. Different parts of the Commonwealth, though. They're about as far east, I think, as you can get, right? Yes, they're in the coal mining town. But there also was a pretty big coal mining industry in the 20s and the 30s where I am where I was uh, raised from 12 years old on up. There's a little place called Kyrock, short for Kentucky Rock. Huh. And it was the coal mine that my grandfather worked in and my great-grandfather. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. So- I'm not from a coal mining family. I'm from a collard green family, so forgive me. <laughs> you, are, you are definitely for sure. I don't know who wins the award well. for a. I don't know who wins the award for having a tougher background, but I'll go ahead and give it to you. Precious is the author of "I Know Country" with 366 daily country music Q and As. It's available as a downloadable ebook at iknowcountry.com, and she's a country music journalist and been developing artists for a long time. And she's the author of College of Songology, which is an awesome reference handbook for you to check out. Go to collegeofsongology.com to learn more about that. Well, Precious, as we dig into the headlines here, well, let's say, uh, well, I'm hearing some rumblings from Music Row from last night as Blake Shelton was in town, and he had a evidently some kind of party. What do you know about it? Yeah, Blake actually had a number one party. Uh, two number one parties. Really? Two uh, for one. 
two for one. Yeah, because you know he's he's in he, he does have a home here, but he doesn't. He's been he splits his time now between L.A., uh, Oklahoma, and Nashville. But uh, it was for one of the songs was for Name the Dogs. Okay. And uh, which was written by Matt Dragstrom and Ben Hazlip. Of course, he's a Georgia Bulldogs huge fan. Worst name, a Kentucky fan. And Josh Thompson. Then the other one was uh, Every Time I Hear That Song, which was a Amy Mayo, Chris Lindsay, and a Warner Brothers collaboration. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Amy Mayo and Chris wrote a song called Amazed that Lone Star took to the top of the charts many years ago. I'm pretty sure that's the writers. But, you know, you keep 3,000 songs in your head, it's a lot. (laughs) Well, speaking of songwriters, as Blake was celebrating last night on Music Row, there are a couple of hit songwriters, Jesse Frazier and Ashley Gorley, that you want to talk about as they penned over 50 number one songs and they are got some stuff going on. What, what's going on with Frazier and Gorley? Well, first of all, Ashley is a Kentucky boy from Danville. I have to brag about that. And he's actually one hit away from breaking the record as a songwriter from co-penning as many hits as uh, these two boys by the name of John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard and, of those uh, guys. Yeah, very, very proud of him. And, of course, Jesse Frazier, the last time I saw them was for a party together, was for a party called uh, uh, Dirt on My Boots. And, with Red, you know, it was a song about Red Aiken's boots that he had for a, a newcomer named John Party. So they are all buddies anyway. But they're actually going to be going on a tour with Thomas Rhett and playing DJ and Spinner Records in between the – in between the, uh, you know, the, the sets to keep everybody hanging out in the party. And plus, I also know that they're also going to be writing for Thomas Rhett's 2019 record while they're out there. It gives a chance, the time for them to bond and do what songwriters do, which is write songs. Uh, definitely uh, come up with some of the best ideas because there's not a lot of pressure like I do with my songwriters. I book you 10 to 1. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and you write a song there and then you get out. And that's still the same on Music Row, but when you're out on tour and you specifically have a bus designated for y'all to go in there and write, it's pretty cool. And, of course, you know, some of the biggest uh, songs that uh, Gorley and Frazier have been a part of is like Crash and Burn. Um, Actually, uh, the number one song for uh, Thomas Rhett not too long ago, Life Changes. And, of course, Marry Me and... uh, and of course, like I mentioned before, Frazier was part of uh, the uh, the song Dirt on My Boots. Huh? Very proud of those guys. I can't wait to see what is going to be written on this tour for next year and the following year for the number one parties. Well, this next person has written a song or two that's become hit songs, and that's Dolly Parton. She's got a new album she's working on, and her original music will be in an upcoming movie called Dumplin', which I think will be out on Netflix. What do you know about Dolly Parton and what she's currently got going on? Actually, I know uh, uh, more than usual. (laughs) I was at the Music Business Conference in early May, and uh, one of the journalists from Billboard actually interviewed Dolly and and Linda Perry on stage. And it's like Linda was, you know, dressed as uh, like she's, um, she had a cowboy, not really a cowboy, but a rounded hat on jeans and boots looks like she just stepped right out of a texas movie and of course dolly had all of her flingy flingies on and her hair done her nails done and her heels 
and the most two opposite people you could ever get together, as Dolly would put it. But in the interview, Dolly said that she usually does it right. I do a lot of co-writing, but she said it was wonderful when her and Linda started writing together. She said it made me realize that, wow, there is this is what this is what they talk about when they do co-writing. You know, Mm -hmm. Dolly is mainly you hardly ever see anybody on Dolly's songs that she has written. Um, but anyway, the movie uh, will be released, uh, like I said, later this year. And she does. There's an there's an artist, a pop artist, on there uh, named Sia, S I A, and they, her and Dolly, have remade as a duet Dolly's 1971 song. You may remember it. Here I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm ex- anxious to hear what that sounds like. But her and uh, Linda were very much when they were in the interview, which is so candid and just so down to earth and truthful. You know, here's two women from opposite ends of the scale on music and things like that coming together to make something really special. I know that they've worked long and hard on this. As a matter of fact, they were working on it. Um, and thank God, you know, of course, Mavis Staples had passed away and she's part of the, uh, you know, part of the soundtrack. Uh, but she had passed away and they had gotten her part already recorded before she had passed away. But you got Miranda Lambert, you got L. King, one of my favorites. Of course, you got Rhonda Vincent and Miley Cyrus and Allison Krauss. You got such a wide variety of uh, artists. I'm really anxious to see what comes about in this record. Yeah. Well, again, it, not only a record coming out, but yeah. a, a Netflix movie titled Dumplin' from Dolly Parton. And what a talented Tennessean. And anything she touches is is extremely good. Well, I'll tell you. Dolly Parton might need to be on the lookout for Karen Waldrop. Karen Waldrop is going to be our guest coming up after the break, and she's a rising country music singer. We'll play some of her music. We'll tell you more about her. But, Precious, I want to get your take on Karen Waldrop. Well, it's so funny you should say that. I just got a press release about her music, but I've been watching Karen grow up in this town for for quite a while. And I've never seen anyone jump through her hurdles. And, you know, i got my seven Ps, perseverance, presence, proactive, prayer, and the things that you have to do for your career. And she has been through every one of them. And she is, and she is really, really matured and, and to one of the most dedicated, talented artists that I've seen. Most people would have given up on some of the th- obstacles, you know, that she's had to come through, but so talented. And I can't wait for y'all to hear a record going to be, I mean, I, I love it because I know some people come to town with stars in their eyes. This little girl did not. She come to town and worked her butt off and, did odd jobs or sometimes two or three jobs at a time was always doing what she needed to make her career go further and learning and just studying and learning from other hit writers. So hats off to this girl. I'm excited to, to hear more of her records. I've seen her live and she's great live. So I cannot wait to see what the record sounds like. Again, that's Karen Waldrop and she's going to be on in just a few minutes. So hold on. Precious is setting her up perfectly. You're kind of Karen's opening act here on the y'all show. I love it. Oh, thank you, dear. Well, you know, us girls who came to town about the same time, we got to stick together. Well, you, you didn't mention all seven of those P's. Is one of the seven P's precious? Actually, it could be. But <laughs> prayer comes before P's, but I can't remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, precious ought to be there. I don't know what number, but it should certainly be in oh, the mix. True. Hey, we want to tell the answer to our trivia question about what was unique and remarkable about a song, a concert that Loretta Lynn and Crystal Gale sang together in a concert in September of 1988. What was unique about that concert? What well, was the first time these sisters, Loretta and Crystal, had ever performed together in a concert? That fi- I find that hard to believe. 
Well, you have to realize that Loretta, I mean, Crystal um, is quite a year, you know, quite a few years younger than Loretta. She's about 19 years younger than her. Yes. So by 13, Loretta had already had her marriage and her first baby. Mm-hmm. The time she's 14, she had two babies and on. And she was already in Nashville before Crystal was ever born. You know? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, I mean, when now, now, even though Crystal was born in 1951, Crystal was eight or nine when Loretta started working the hit. So, you know, she still wasn't what I call old enough to really comprehend what her sister, her older sister was doing in Nashville, you know? So, but uh, like I said, as all do, Loretta, the whole family, you know, being in the, up there where she was raised in Appalachia, the the pastime is going to church and singing gospel music Mm -hmm. or going to church and singing. Yeah. So I can see why Crystal caught the bug very early because she was so, so talented. Well, the coal, and, uh, the coal miner's yeah. daughter might have a little bit more name recognition and more popularity than her younger sister. But how about this, Crystal Gale? You have 20 number ones to your credit, while your older sister's only got 16 number one songs. So Crystal comes through. Yes. And, uh, you know, Crystal also had a lot of hits during the time of CMT you know, being more profound, like the, you know, song um, her and Eddie Rabbit's duet. And so Crystal had the advantage of, as you know, the TNN, the room used to work in, the video room. She had that advantage that Loretta did not have, but Loretta had the advantage of the movie starring Sissy Spacek and Tommy Lee Jones in the early 80s. But uh, both of them have definitely made Kentucky, you know, the K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y, very, very proud. Yes, and I'm hoping to one day have hair as good as Crystal Gale's. Not quite there yet. And I didn't know this until you shared this with me, Precious, that as much as I love Crystal Gale, of course, that's not her birth name. She was born Brenda Gale Webb, but she got her name Crystal from Loretta, who suggested that she change her name from the Crystal Hamburgers chain. They saw a sign, and lo and behold, you got Crystal Gale. How about that? That's it, and it works perfect. Matter of fact, one of my good friends is has a couple of hits pinned that uh, he wrote for Crystal. Good. Well, Precious, thank you for your great reporting. We're going to have Karen Waldrop up next. We've got more country music coming your way in this great Y'all with John Rawl. Precious, have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you, darling. Bye-bye. All right. Y'all will continue after this break. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Offer lasts for 90 days from air date. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Gift card offer valid only for new customers applying for a personal loan. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Medical bills, credit card bills, auto loan bills. Oh, no. Are you stressed trying to get your bills paid each month? Wouldn't it be a huge relief to make just one simple payment? Get that relief today with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Avant is an online leading platform that has rescued hundreds of thousands of Americans struggling with the stress of high interest debt. That could save you money, simplify your life, and erase all that stress. The application is quick, and you could have the money you need as soon as the next business day if approved by 4.30 Central Time, Monday through Friday. And now, get a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 1818 when applying. That's AVANT.com, promo code 1818. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacord. 
it's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half-submerged on the ocean floor, with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder. Chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent with your host, John Rawl, and we continue with our country music spotlight. want to thank Precious Harris for following her Nashville music line in the previous segment. Lots of good stuff coming from Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee. Well, something else that's wonderful coming out of Music Row is a brand new CD from rising country music singer Karen Waldrop, and we have her on the phone right now. And we're putting our big old y'all spotlight on this great southerner who is also kind of a northerner. And that's her singing in that great song we just heard, I Got That Kind of Time. Catchy little tune. She's got a new CD. We'll play another track from Karen a little later after the interview from that CD, Justified. But right now, let's bring on the southerner slash northerner. (laughs) Northern only because she grew up on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain in Louisiana. Here's Karen Waldrop now. Welcome into the show. <laughs> That's right. I'm from Mandeville, Louisiana, which is about 30 minutes outside of New Orleans. And then I moved to Nashville. Um, and I've been making country music out of Nashville for several years and touring and uh, making music and just having a good time. Yeah. Now, for all of the people who don't have the luxury of living in Louisiana, Louisiana, we, we kind of think of it being a north and south state, but really it breaks down even further than that. And just in that southeastern corner of the state, there's a big difference between the city of New Orleans and where you're from, which is on the other side of the lake. Uh, there's there's a different dialect even in some cases. And, and, and frankly, people like you, even though you were close to New Orleans, it's not somewhere you went every day. That's right. There's a really large lake there called Lake Pontchartrain, and it's a 24-mile-long bridge. And you're right. I'm so glad you brought that up because it really does separate. Somehow the dialect is lost from New Orleans to Mandeville. It has um, less of a New Orleans accent mm-hmm. and more of a southern accent. And I really believe that it's because of that lake Yeah. Um, just over time, you know. Yeah. Of course, you're not far from Mississippi where you are either, so that might be creeping across the border a little That's bit. That's true. 
But yeah, those the the Florida parishes. That's the nickname there along I-12 in in that part of. It's not North Louisiana, but it is uh, southeastern Louisiana, home of the Lions. There's a big football game between the Lions and LSU here this uh, last couple of days. Karen, let's talk about you, your music. Growing up in Louisiana, you got so much to, to influence you. Tell me how music first became a part of your life. Well, you know, I do. I accredit it to South Louisiana because being from there, you know, and going down for Mardi Gras or going for any sort of carnival event or just going on a weekend or whatever and being in the French Quarter, there was always music. Music was a very important part of South Louisiana culture. And so with the music kind of being everywhere, I was attracted to it as a small child. I just remember watching a harp player on a street in the French Quarter or a guitar player with a kick pedal or, you know, just all kinds of different people on the street playing and in different venues playing and all these interesting, weird, different instruments. And Mm -hmm. to me, that was normal. You know, a saxophone in your band is normal. (laughs) And so I I have a saxophone in my band. You know, it, it makes me feel like I'm home when I hear that horn. And so I love having that as a part of my sound and a part of my project and so anyway, so I just kind of felt like I was in love with music since I was really young. And ironically, I'm the only one in my family who pursued a career in music. But in a, in the same sense, it's a blessing because they were always so supportive because they didn't play themselves. Right. Well, of course, music continues to be a big part of your life. And I, I've loved going and researching you and finding videos of you doing some great covers. I think I've seen something from Tina Turner that you've done on YouTube and of course, you've done Fancy from Reba. Talk about your musical influences from a uh, superstar standpoint. When I was really young and I first started learning how to play guitar, I was really inspired by the Dixie Chicks. I loved the harmonies and the folk and the songwriting, and I just studied their music for you know the whole time that I was growing up. The, I think I learned how to play every song on that Fly record. Really? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just loved the Dixie Chicks when I was really young. I really related to that, the storytelling behind the writing and the sound. Um, and I still feel that I still feel that when I write songs, it's kind of in that type of vein, if you will. So anyway, um, and then as I got older, I got more inspired by electrifying on stage artists like Tina Turner or um, Janis Joplin or uh, I love Grace Potter. I love Miranda Lambert, you know, just anyone who just kind of lets it go on stage. I, I've always been um, admirable to that because I love being on stage. So when I see another female artist specifically on stage and alive, I can feel that because I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I try to remember that, too, when I'm on stage, you know, to, to really let it go, because it's really the only thing that matters in that moment. Well, another artist that was making hits along the same times as the Dixie Chicks were on the charts was Leanne Womack. And you did a cover of I Hope You Dance that garnered more than 24 million views on YouTube. How is that possible? (laughs) I mean, congratulations, but how in the world is that possible? (laughs) Well, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you make video content, if it's relatable, Uh then people share it. Um, So it's more about the way that it affected the first viewer and then they chose to share it with a friend. Okay. And then they're – and actually – We've had a lot of success on Facebook, mainly because of the sharing platform. Uh, We've done over 200 million views with a total of all of our videos. Uh, And that's really something to be proud of because it means that the viewer that watched it 
shared it on their Facebook page and they, they loved it so much that they wanted all their friends to experience it. And so when people share the video, it, that's really when it helps because it allows it to, that my music to reach people that may not have heard of it otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I'm always encouraging people to share the videos because you know, they're free to watch and we make them to grow our artist career and, and to connect with people. So when people share them, they almost act as our promoter. Yes. We're talking with Karen Waldrop here on the y'all show, a rising country music singer. And she's got a brand new CD called justified that we'll talk about in a moment with some great selections for you to check out. And I believe you also just celebrated a birthday. Is that right? You got that right. I just did. I had the best birthday of my life. I felt like I was surrounded by love and support and happiness, and I think that's what life is about. Was it 18 or 19? I can't can't keep track. 19. Of okay. 19. Well, <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Now, I saw on Twitter where it said you were still in your bathrobe, I think, the day of your birthday. That's right. Are you know you, it. I was relaxing I, all day. I don't get the whole bathrobe thing. A lot of people love their bathrobes. I just, I don't, I guess I'm a guy and that might make me a little different, but I would think even if I were female, I'd kind of have the same, maybe wear a pair of shorts and, and a t-shirt around the house instead of a bathrobe. But if that makes you happy, Karen, we, <laughs> your happiness is our biggest concern. Well, thank you. Maybe it has something to do with being cold. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's true. I guess even in September, you can, you can have a little cold streak going on. Uh, let's talk about your decision to go to Nashville. You said you were from Mandeville, but you ended up going to Nashville and I've, I've known people, I've done it myself, not to be a musician, but I've moved to Nashville at at a time in my life and it's a place where dreams can come true. Maybe not the exact dream you wanted, but something good can happen. What led you to, you know, get in that car and head north from Mandeville? You know, I had actually gone to college at the university of Southern Mississippi. And so while I was in college, to the top. In, to Southern Miss to the top. Yeah. Uh, good, good knowledge. While I was in school there, I think, you know, music kind of found me. Uh, it wasn't really necessarily that I went to college with this anticipation to be an artist. I went to college and studied marketing. I just thought that I played music kind of also. I thought, you know, and I think that's part of growing up. You know, you don't really know exactly what you do or what you are going to do, but you just go after it. So I'm in college. I'm reading the textbooks. I really wanted a degree. That was important to me. I just felt like in my life, having that made me um, better able to communicate globally, better able to communicate with different cultures. Just, I just wanted that for myself. So I went and while I was there, I played a ton of music and I really thank the city of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, because, you know, there were some people who played music, sure, but it wasn't this huge musical community so a lot of the students just really liked listening to me play and it was like it just kind of found me you know they'd invite me to an event and say hey karen you know if you'll if you'll play we'll we'll have some beer for you and i'd go and we'd play and sing and laugh and dance and anyway you, next you thing play you know, for beer that's right well not anymore <laughs> <laughs> i went gluten-free since then oh, okay uh, <laughs> boring but anyway, so um, so I used to just do that, and then um, then I started playing at the local bar there called uh, Mug Shots. Ah, I was wondering if you played there. That's where Mug yeah. Shots is. If you're ever in the Mississippi and maybe surrounding states like Alabama, Mug Shots started in Hattiesburg and is based there. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I feel like I started my career there. You know, I really do. I feel like 
you know, I probably should reach out to them and tell them that. But I do. I feel like I, I started my career there. You know, I played on Tuesday nights. They'd pay me a couple hundred bucks. I'd make some tips and then I'd go to class. And then the next thing you know, I mean, I was playing my, my senior year. I was playing four to five nights a week and, you know, studying in the mornings and just doing the best I could. And, um, which wasn't so great my last semester. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, so I just was playing so many shows and then I kind of looked up and graduation time was around the corner and I thought, well, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to move back to Mandeville because it's a small town and I don't want to live in Hattiesburg really either. So at that point it was either New Orleans or Nashville or Atlanta or Austin or some, you know, Southeast city that, you know, thrived in music and, while New Orleans is fantastic, I really felt like my music was more country than it was jazz or blues or soul. And so, which could have been the wrong choice. I maybe would be making more soulful music if I would have stayed in Louisiana, but I chose to move to Nashville because of the songwriter community. Mm -hmm. I really believed that by coming here, I'd be in the heart of the, the writing and the studios and the, the resources that Nashville offers. So I'm, um, I got in a car and we came and did an interview for a company. I didn't move here bare. I, I took a day job first. That was probably the smartest thing I've done in my career. What'd you do? I sold copy machines for three years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I'm in the market for a copy machine. I have to ask you off the uh, off the record what will uh, what what did you recommend? Anyway, go ahead. Oh my goodness. So copy oh machine sales when that's a new one. You know, uh, a, a fellow Southern Miss alum of yours went to Nashville one time and he worked for a a billboard magazine. Wow. Now that's, he's got a better story than me. I was just out there door to door selling copy machines. Well, <laughs> I don't know if his story is better than yours or not, but his name's Jimmy Buffett. Oh, wow. His story might be better than mine. Yeah, he, he was only in Nashville for a brief time, but he wrote for billboard magazine. And then he decided to, I guess, turn his attention fully to music. So it looks like you've made that turn. We just need to get yes. you, we need to get you a Margaritaville type song out on the chart. Hey, that's right. Or the restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, either one is fine with me. Yeah, sure. He's been rocking it. Yeah. yeah. So so after living in Nashville for a while, you know, we've, we've been able to build a community of people across the globe who support what, what I do and connect through what I do and release my dream record called Justified, which just came out this past July. And it's my life's work. Honestly, it's it's what I moved to this town to do. Now, is this considered to be your first full CD? That's correct. Yes, okay. it sure is. All right, because I know you've you've got music as it's a different deal now than when Jimmy Buffett was in Nashville or when I was in Nashville in the nineties. Totally different. The games changed with the internet, and so someone like you, you can have a good career without ever being signed to a so-called major label. And your your new album, Justified, is not on a major label. So talk about what it's like currently as a artist making it and looking for the, the big break without having necessarily some kind of corporate backing? That's such a great question, and you worded it perfectly. Uh, you know, I feel, you say, you asked me how do I feel, I feel like a pioneer. Okay. I feel like a person who's doing something in a unique way, and I feel like other people are curious about how that's done. So I don't mind telling you, I think the secret is to build a fan base. I do. I believe that by building people and I wrote, I'm writing a book right now called good old fashioned persistence. Mm. Um, and I wrote in my book and sometimes it's nice when you write because you may write something that you didn't think and you're like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't even think about that. And what I, what I thought and what I, what I heard when I wrote this was, 
you know, you can't have a career in music without two things. One, someone to listen to the music and two, the music. So I think those are the two goals, you know, have music and have someone to listen to the music. That's literally where we're at with this. You know, it's if you got someone to listen to the music, you can if you don't have them, you can find them via these outlets that we have now that we didn't have even 10 years ago. And when I say that, I'm speaking of Spotify and Pandora and Facebook Live and Instagram and YouTube and channels that allow you to get some to have someone to listen mm-hmm. well you you have your link to your album justified is on spotify why spotify what how does that help you as an artist you know and this is such a great conversation you've really asked great questions spotify is a great opportunity for other people to share your music with people across the globe maybe we don't make as much money off of spotify services and mm-hmm. streaming services yes i understand that but you have to think about it like this if you are, have outlets on the internet and if someone adds you to a playlist here in Nashville, their workout playlist, and they had hung out with a girl who they met while they were traveling in Italy, and that girl is now living in Australia. Well, when she shares that playlist and my song is on that workout playlist, now this girl in Australia has just discovered my music when she never would have probably and not only that, she has a friend that they've already connected through the music. So now she maybe shares that on her playlist and people in Australia that she's friends with discover it and share it with their friends. So I will tell you the most interesting thing about my career right now is that my Spotify streaming is hotter in Oslo, Norway than in any other city in the world. And I've never been there and I don't know anyone there. <laughs> really? So my point is, is that you don't necessarily have to tour in the way that you used to in order to build a fan base. You just have to make the music and share it. You may not be going to Norway and South Carolina. Did you know there's a town called Norway, South Carolina? I did not know that. No, but you have the University of South Carolina, I believe, pinned as a place you're going to be going. And then you've got uh, dates coming up in North Carolina and Alabama. You're just all over the place. And when you talk about building a fan base, congratulations, you have 430,000 plus Facebook followers. Yes, and every single one of those are real people. Yeah. I mean, that is quite a feat for someone who's got their first album out and, again, kind of doing it the old-fashioned way with some muscle and determination. That's right. Good old-fashioned persistence. That's right. <laughs> now, let's talk about the album, Justified. The first thing, the first song is Colorado, Colorado Kiss. Do you have a so-called first single from this? We do. It's coming out. We we just finished a music video. On it. it's, it's called Sometimes He Does. Okay. And we just finished a full music video on it. We're not quite done editing it, but it'll be our primary efforts as we move forward in the fall. All right. Well, looking forward to that. You've got a very intriguing third track on this album called Parker Presley. What is that about? Parker Presley is about anything that anyone has ever done in their life where they just knew and they just hung in there and whether it was waiting for love or that home that they just knew they could get finance for or that job that they just believed in themselves that they could get. And Parker Presley in the song is me saying, I waited so long for this guy, you know, for this love I've waited. And finally it's here. 
And ironically, the song was actually written with a guy named Parker Presley. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah, so that's pretty fun. And actually, he got up on stage with me in North Carolina a couple weeks ago, and everyone was clapping, and he, we were laughing, telling stories about writing the song. But, you know, we just basically used his name to represent anything that is a long time coming. And so it's a pretty fun story. I hope Parker Presley's a good guy. Yeah, that's right. Parker Presley says he loves me. And it's so funny because he's a good friend of mine now. We've gotten to be really good friends. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well, that's, maybe that could be the next Tim McGraw. That was the name of the song that Taylor Swift put out first. And we saw what happened with her. So Parker Presley, hey, that could be the next Tim McGraw type song. On there the you go. I see you also have your cover of Leanne Womack's song that you tore up the Internet with. I Hope You Dance is included in here. Yes, I Hope You Dance is the most magical piece of art that I've ever been a part of or that I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, there's something about that song that is indescribable. Uh, the way that it affects people's hearts, the way that it affects people when we're all in a room together at a party and we're playing it live, the way that it affects people every day of their lives is just crazy. So I actually got to meet the writer of I Hope You Dance and perform it with him at, in Nashville at an event. And Garth and I just felt like because of that song and how much it helped my career, that it was only fair to the writers and to the people who fell in love with my, me and my music to give them a version like the one I did in my living room. So that's why we tracked it acoustic. We added a little strings. We added a little background vocal, but we really wanted to keep it in that same general acoustic type of feeling and we wanted to end the record with it as a thank you to the writers and also to the people who connected because of that tune all right the writers of that song mark d sanders and tia sillers and that was a huge hit back in 2000 for lee ann womack and possibly another hit for karen waldrop our special guest here on y'all as we talk music and this Louisiana native's got the new album, Justified, that you can check out. She's touring all over the southeast. What is the best way for fans to keep up with you, Karen? Yeah, we encourage people to join what we call Waldrop Worldwide Family. And uh, primarily on Facebook is a great way because we go live, we do giveaways, we do all kinds of fun stuff on Facebook. But you can join Waldrop Worldwide by following us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. It's all kind of the same general um platform area that we are active on all right karen waldrop thank you very much we'll go to break listening to your new single sometimes he does and we appreciate you being our special guest here on the y'all show and keep that good music coming thank you and as we close out today's show we appreciate everybody tuning in to this great edition of y'all with plenty of country music from karen waldrop and info from precious harris and of course in hour one we had our acc football recap with Jonathan Lifehite. Good stuff coming on the Thursday edition. We'll have SEC talk and plenty more good stuff. The show that's all about the South. This is y'all with your host, John Rawl. Thanks for listening. He won't talk about the TV lights Dancing in my brown eyes Just before he takes me In his arms But I stay Sometimes he does And sometimes he loves me more than I deserve to be loved 
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.